And it is time for Viva Moms After Dark. Badass Buddha's in the house. How about Gladiator Guru? <laughs> I love that. Hello, mi gente. It's Friday the 13th, 10 p.m., and we are excited to be here. I see for our first guest. That's going to be interesting, is it? Sexy Insurance? No, that's uh, next month. Oh, I had the wrong one. Jesus, I'm always reading ahead of time. Well, let's no, make we it sexy a, um, now until ten twenty. <laughs> we have a we have a money lady tonight and a an automate your life lady tonight. So it's going to be uh, we're going to be talking about making money. We're going to talk about uh, making time, actually, for yourself. So that's a pretty good combination, I think, because time is money, money is time, and. You can't buy back time, that's for sure. Isn't that the truth? How so how was your day today? How was your day today, Gladiator Guru? I tried to be productive. That wasn't <laughs> that convincing. It was because it wasn't productive. I tried. That's the operative word here, you know, and you just have to try, and I got some things done, but not everything. Um, just, you know, it was, it was. I, I got out of the house, I went to some grocery shopping, you know, all that fun stuff, so that was good, at least I got some fun. But, yeah. Is, how's the weather? Is it starting to change over there? Because I know they're talking about you're getting a tropical depression. Yeah, I think it starts tomorrow. They were saying that the you know supposedly it's supposed to hit tomorrow. Where I don't know because sometimes it'll say it's coming straight to Tampa and then it 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 skips us and goes to Orlando. So it's a tricky little thing. At the last that's I saw, it's supposed to be in the Gulf, and then it's supposed to yeah, head up to the Panhandle. No, no, I mean in the Gulf, not on land. Like it, it's oh, good, good. It's like going to skate by you and then go straight up to the Panhandle. But I just didn't know if the weather was starting to change already. Change hot? Well, it it's it's been cool. It hasn't been like extremely hot, hot. Uh, it's been a breeze, and it, we've had rain every day, like torrential rains, and then it stopped. So we had it this afternoon, like around. Four o'clock, we have torrential rains. Um, and I say torrential rains because my back porch gets soaked. My rug gets soaked. i got to fix that. But, yeah, other than that, everything is, um, I guess it's just watching the clouds. I don't know I don't know if you can do that. People are like, oh, look at those clouds. It's going to rain. I still haven't mastered that, and I've been here 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I just. I don't know if it rains, then you say, "Oh, look, it's raining." <laughs> if the clay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's just like when they say, "Oh, it's going to rain today," and it's like sunny out, and you look at your phone and you look at the paper and it says rain, and they and the Weather Channel, and then 
it's sunny, not a cloud in the sky kind of deal. So, she, uh, but um, let me tell you, I like to be surprised, so I never look at that unless somebody asks me, like, what's the weather going to be like? I'm like, oh, look, it's raining. Oh, it's, it's sunny, and the moon is the only thing I really look up to see when it's a full moon so I can light my sparklers up in the yard. But other than that, no, I, um, I'd be like, oh, shit, it's raining really bad. That's it. I don't really look up. I guess those are my life right now being surprised. So what's up? What's what have you heard in the news that's exciting that we can share other than exciting in the news? At least that's what I want to talk about. The, the news is crazy. I happen to, by, by mistake, but I never have the news on. I always, if anything, I don't really have a TV on much, but when I do, it's the weather channel. Um, and it's usually just in the morning. And I don't even really listen to it. It's just sort of background noise. But the dog by accident changed the channel and all of a sudden I came in the room and I'm like, I thought I turned the TV off and then it's on and it's on like the Fox News Network and it's talking about, you know, stuff going on in Afghanistan. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, I I had it on for like a, a maybe three minutes and then I, I turned it off. Um, I don't really, I, I, my mother gives me the news that my mother's the, uh, She's the one that passes on the important stuff to me, so I don't have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that's part. So, but, what what are well, you, you working you know on? What, you know what? Listen, you know what I'd rather talk about if if it's good with uh, with you. Uh, why don't we share with the um, the listeners about our our phenomenal interview last night? Because exactly. that was. A phenomenal person that we interviewed, which we were very, very blessed to do so. And then uh, I actually hopped on her um, her prayer this the, this afternoon at uh, noon when she she did the cl- uh, the prayer on Clubhouse. Um, so what we time were a, you on? At twelve. Oh, I came on a little later. I was on for almost an hour. I was on for about 45 minutes. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, let's talk about her. When when did she start being that phenomenal, powerful woman? So we we had the opportunity to interview um, an amazing woman who a lot of people actually do not, they may not recognize her name, but if you search her in Google, uh, on Google, she is, she's like the backbone of a lot of the, the massive personal development movement or back, back in the day it was self-help and her name is Dame Doria Cordova and she's worked with the most high, high profile personal development speakers and coaches and I met her in a, um, a mastermind networking group and, you know, she gave out her information, and I reached out to her, and we didn't hear anything back from her. We asked her if she wanted to be on the show. And then she finally responded. It was, I think, it took a couple of months. And she responded, and we were trying to say, okay, you know, this is what time it is. And she's like, oh, wait, you know, I, I she lives in Hawaii. She lives in, in Maui. So I told uh, Gladiator Guru, I'm like, well, she lives in Maui, so we have to figure something out. We're going to have to pre-record it 
which we really don't like doing uh, with the morning show, or we have to do a different time. So that's what we did. We did a, a special show last night at 8 p.m. Uh, it was live Facebook, YouTube stream. So it was just another version of uh, the morning show. And we got, what did we, we interviewed her for like an hour and 10 minutes, right? She, we could have kept going. She didn't even look like she was ready to get off. <laughs> she wasn't. And it was an incredible, she's such an incredible lady. She's uh, 70. I think she said she just turned 70. She's just turning 70. She looks fabulous. She um, is a massive humanitarian and philanthropist. And she's made, I mean, uh, an obscene amount of money in her lifetime. And she's also donated an obscene amount of money in her lifetime. And um, she still does all of those things. She still runs the back end of a lot of these um, high-profile programs. But she also is very, very spiritual. And she connects with a lot of organizations that are very green-based, so very environmentally friendly, um, supportive of the environment, uh, supportive of community, supportive of, uh, you know, people in general. And so she uh, invited us, which it wasn't like she gave us a special invite, but she has a clubhouse where you can you can go on and uh, it's Friday mornings or Friday mid-afternoons or something like that. It's her clubhouse time. And she does this prayer. Um, and it's, it, it's, a, it's more of a Hawaiian-based spiritual type of prayer. But, oh, it was fabulous. Like, she covered everything when she started the prayer. Like, she, she prayed for everything. I've never seen such a detailed prayer she would bunch of lines and 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 then she would do another set of lines of covering all kinds of stuff so um yeah she's just an amazing spirit and glad to guru and she both hit it off i mean like i i'm watching i was watching the two of you while you were speaking to each other and she's listening to you and then she would speak and you would listen to her and i i was like loving it like it just I saw this this amazing connection between the two of it. I mean, did you feel that? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it was at the spiritual level, especially when she mentioned something and I said yes when my husband passed it and I said in this very room and she's like, he's standing right next to me right now and showed her goosebumps on her arm. She's like, he's right here. And to me, that that's like a real like, was like a, a soul connection right there that she actually felt Eric. So that like bonded that. But I, I just, I was just in awe when she was knighted. Like she belongs to yeah. this order. And where, where was the order from Jerusalem? I don't even remember. Like, so I mean, well, she, I know she went she, to New York for the ceremony, but it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was something, no, Ukraine, I don't remember. Um, I have the paper somewhere, but, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, but it was a, a, a recognized by the United Nations. It's an organization that's recognized by the United Nations. And yeah, she was, yes. she was knighted 
um, and I, and I, I, she, she enlightened me because I didn't know that. So when you get knighted, so as a man, you get sir, and then as a, a woman, you get lady, but that's only if you are an English citizen, you can, that can happen to you. Since she wasn't English, she had to have the designation as dame. Yes, and she was, she was she was she was telling us that uh, they she didn't think it was a big deal. Like somebody nominated her, and then they told her that she got it, and they were gonna have a ceremony. And she's like, I I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think it was a big deal. She's like, and then somebody I think what she said that somebody told her right before that this is a big deal. Like this is a really big organization. And then she said when she got there, it was this unbelievable um, ceremony. And she felt terrible because she she actually just thought it was such a – she just thought it was an award or something. And she didn't invite any family or friends, and they didn't share in the experience with her. I thought that was so touching when she said that. That would be something I would do. She, you could tell, you can tell in her demeanor how that if she, if you were to ever ask her what's going to get, it was that um, she was knighted in the Sovereign Order of the Orthodox Knights Hospitaller of Saint John, which is the oldest Russian Grand Priory, the oldest humanitarian order in the world. Yeah, and I, it was on her birthday, which she also shared yes. the same birthday as my husband. Yeah, yeah, November fourteenth. Yeah, so I mean that that was like Russian Grand Priory. Just uh, yeah, it was it was. It, she's amazing for everything she did, um, and being a woman, and then for me being a Latina woman, and she still has an accent. Yes, yep. She she powerhouse in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, when men, it was very male-dominated, especially back then, and let alone that she was, uh, that she is Latina. And she, but she, you know, she's so humble about it because she talks about how she was really just a part, she started as a part of the training. And then she started to, um, she stayed on for the business part of it. And then she learned everything that she could. And then when it came to a point where they were ready to hand over the reins, she was right there. And it's it's not that she was just the, in the right place at the right time. She was re- absolutely able to do the job. And she luckily was with, I don't want to say luckily, because it's not luck. It's it's her. She attracted it. But she she was around men that understood her abilities and her power and in fact she's really the the powerhouse behind some very high profile people that wrote books and they created the workshops and they made a ridiculous amount of money but it was because she was the one that put it all together i did you know who she was talking about when she said robert um kiyosaki did you do you know him the Japanese guy. He's uh, he's American actually, but I think he's Japanese American. But he's um, he wrote the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, and oh yes, she, yes, yes, 
she's the one that was the she didn't she assisted in writing the book um, along by the way with another woman named Sharon Lecter. So Robert is actually he didn't really write majority of that book, but yet his name is on there. Um, it was two and he women. Became... <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't that something? But, but again, it's the it probably had a lot to do with the times where women would might quote not have been as effective, I suppose, whatever. But but she just, I guess you know, she just smiled in the background and did her thing, and um, I think that's that was the beauty behind it, really. That's what that's what I took from it. She's she just she's did, very humble. you know, she just did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. She did a lot of and she did a lot of things and she spoke about the things she did, but she did it in a humbled way. And for her to be cuz she's known as the only female leader in the industry that's global, the global organization. Um so I mean and it's not because she's Latina that I, that I was so attracted to everything she did. It's just to know that, to be reminded, the force to be reckoned with when it comes to women. Yeah. Like, like, like men don't make it there unless they had a woman covering their back. Right. Doctors that were, or lawyers that had all this extended schooling to become these doctors and lawyers, their wives were the ones that had to work while they were in school. I mean, it's, it's. People forget, you know, the depth and the strength and the courage of women. We're the ones who keep things going. So she just, like, like was a reminder to all that, with everything she's done. And the funny part that I love the most is when she said about her honey, who she's a, she's a cougar because he's X amount of years younger than her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, and he was. We he showed up, and and we got to see him, and he popped his head up onto the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know, so and not only not only she was very open, um, yeah, about everything. She she doesn't she's not threatened by anyone that they're gonna steal her ideas or anything. So she speaks out on it. I think that she paved the road all the obstacles in the beginning and she didn't give in so everything was easy breezy after that as far as I'm sure there was obstacles but not as many as they were in the 70s and 80s for her being who she was coming up right because she was right. she was um it was in 2010 that she was knighted so she had all those years before that to like I don't want to say prove, but to work her ass off and and stand her ground. Yeah. Where, yep. where, you know, where it was predominantly men. So just that in itself, you know, makes you just sit there and say, these obstacles that I'm dealing with are not even as bad. I just got to be more determined and more in my own face to get shit done. And that's, that's how right. we got to be reminded, how we got to light those firecrackers up our own asses and get it done. <laughs> and that's why today, that's why I mean, that's, you know, I spoke the truth. I tried to be productive because I have to tell myself that trying is not going to get me there. Doing is going to get me there. 
Yeah, trying to so, tell your brain that you're not going to do it. Yes. That's so, just saying yes, that I exactly. can't. I can't really means I won't. I won't. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's like me saying it out loud. I'm telling myself, you didn't do what you should have done. You know, and it's not shame on me. Said it, you know, the other day was the 10th, and I said it was five months that my mom passed. And what happened is Eric passed away on the 10th. My mom passed away on the 13th. So today is five months that my mom passed away. So I pretty much just isolated myself. My sister had surgery today. Totally forgot about it. She called me up. Are you okay? Because you normally call me. And it's like, oh, so, you know, so it's, and I was like, I did everything go okay. I'm sorry. But, you know, I just really wasn't up to a lot of conversation. And today I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to grant myself my, I'm going to actually give myself the stamp of approval that I didn't, um, push through it. It's okay because I'm always trying to be so strong. And what ha- what happens when we pretend that we are strong when we just need to be fragile? Right. You know, it's okay to be fragile on some days, just 24 hours. And then you got to get start getting shit done because if we're not determined and if we don't apply and just push through it and exhaust every option that's available to us in those 24 hours or the 12 hours that we're awake, then guess what? It's us. It's not the, our circumstance. Because if we can't do this because everything, all the tools aren't present, then okay, then I have to finish this tomorrow because I'm not going to have that tool till tomorrow. And it's, it's imperative that I have that tool, right? But then there's something else I could have done. So, and I just think it's just, oneself and saying, I'm tired and I really don't want to do it, but I have to do it. I must do it. And that's what Doria, that's what I got from her yesterday. You know, I didn't always want to be up there. I didn't always want to be in the mix. I didn't always want to be dealing with other people's bullshit because I was a woman because I was a Latina woman, but I had to get it done because I had a goal I had to meet. That's what I got from her. So, you know, you meeting her and that form you was on was really a blessing. The majority of the people I agree. you meet there, and I, I always tell you this, um, because she was, she, she, she did a lot for me in just talking and, and reading up about her and did, Very did like inspiring. Else I could say. It was inspiring yeah. to the point to where today I thought about it and I was like, okay, um, this sadness can only last for so long with me where I'm going to carry it all my life, but I have to, I have to control it, in other words. But today I, I said, okay, I'm just going to allow myself to cry whenever the urge comes up. And it just, I, and I went to the grocery store, and of course, and while I'm driving. So, <laughs> like, okay. oh. so, but you know, it's just something that I have to go through. There's a lot yeah. of cleansing I have to do. But it, it's still, I think, last night's impromptu 8 p.m. show happened when it was supposed to happen. 
I think for whatever doubts that either you and I had of, okay, why isn't this working for me? Why am I not where I'm supposed to be? And the most important thing she said that I loved, like absolutely loved, was when she said, I don't go on people's shows by how many followers they have. I don't care about that. And people ask me, I guess her assistant, well, how many followers do they have? And when she said she shut her down because she doesn't care about that, like if they they invite her and if she has the time, she'll come on, is what I've been saying. It's like everybody starts from somewhere. How dare you say I'm not going to be on Viva because you don't have X amount of numbers. Well, I'm sure when you started, you didn't have X amount of numbers. And the whole thing is empowering, empowering other entrepreneurs is that you got to remember where you started from and you have to help lift that other person up. That's empowering. That's, right. That's motivating. And if you don't do that, then, then, then what is your purpose? Right. She made me feel good, too, because she said, I know we have, we have to, um, Elaine is ready to come on, but I just want to say this last thing, that she, 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 after she said that, she said that when she saw the name, and then she looked it up. She felt she had to be on the show. That really made me feel good, like the way she said it. And it was very sincere. And I was like, yeah. She's like, because you, of what you offer, your platform, what you're, what you're telling your viewers. And I'm in my head, I'm going, oh, my God, we see you and I say that all the time. But to hear <laughs> somebody of her caliber, right, sort of vindicate it. Um, for us, it was uh, that was very um, that was very cool. That was a really cool aha moment for me. But okay, so we have our beautiful Elaine finally coming in. Um, so uh, Dory, can you let Elaine in and bring her on? Hello, Elaine. You, hey, there she Hello, is. Hello, Elaine. Hello, Elaine hello. From Revolution Financial Management, going to she. So her title, her subject today to talk about is money. It's fun to talk about. But before we get started, Elaine, go ahead and um, tell the tribe, uh, you know, a little bit about yourself and your business and what you love to do. What are you passionate about? Well, I'm Elaine. I'm out here in Southern California. I am a single mom of three fun boys. <laughs> Um, and I was actually born in Japan, but raised mostly, most of my life in San Diego, California. And we now live in the Riverside area. And I, like, like you just said, I love talking to people about money. It is, I think it's a fun thing once, you know, certain things come to light and exploring that whole arena because there's so much out there and I just have fun doing it. And, you know, hopefully helping people understand that the money mindset is another thing that that uh you know we can we can talk about and get in focus because money mindset is a huge shift for some people and i just have fun doing it (laughs) and elaine is going to be on the morning show as well and for those you know for those of you listening elaine has the most beautiful smile so it's like you can't see it because it's a radio show but she's like (laughs) the cutest person ever she's so smiley she smiles with her eyes and and you can hear it in her voice because she's so giggly. And it's like she talks about money and she giggles. So she does that, you know. And that's that's the conversation that we had on the phone together, all three of us. And then, we, you know, I had met her at a networking 
So, you know, you work with both men and women, right? You you specialize in what, retirement or? Uh, No, Um, I'll do everything under the sun except for for, uh, mortgages. That's the only thing we don't deal with. Okay, perfect. Okay, wonderful. Do, Do you find that it's, who has a better understanding, you think, of of money in general? What would you say? In general, like men or women? Yeah. I would say it's more, right now, it's still more of a men-dominated men knowledge base, um, simply because the industry is still kind of knowledge-based, or men-dominated. Men, uh, men yeah, male-dominated, male right. Yeah, however, it is switching. Our company actually um, has the most, number of highly paid females in the in the financial industry so kind of proud of that <laughs> that is that's great yeah so, so yeah but it, i like I, I think it's still male dominated now do you do, i i mean i don't want to get you in trouble for asking this question but do you pref- who do you prefer to work with like do you do you like working with uh, i mean i'm sure you like working with males or females but do you, is it fun for you to work with women to like inspire them and empower them? Absolutely. I love it because I mean, I've only been doing this for about three and a half years and the information and the knowledge that I've, you know, just been exposed to, I can't even, it's worth like a PhD type of, you know, education. There's, I, I had no idea how wide and alternative type things out there that, that are in the financial world and just being a part of it and, having these doors open and just going, wow, I didn't know we could do that. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool too, you know, and and being able to share that with, you know, with women especially because it's not so much anymore, but, you know, in the baby boomer generation, they the men were the ones that took care of the money, and when they passed, the woman kind of got stuck, or if there was a divorce, the woman got stuck because she didn't know where the checking account numbers were, or she didn't know if there was she was on the house or if she was on the bank account or any of that kind of stuff, you know, so – to be able to have that shift now where, you know, as women, we can go, okay, I make the financial decisions for myself or for my family. And, you know, if they're married or with a partner, then, you know, they can do it in partnership because they understand what the, the alternatives are out there or what, what's out there other than what the banks can offer or other than what's, you know, in the stock market. Funny, my mom, um, I mean, I grew up in a, a an Italian, you know, household where the the women are always loud mouths and they, they're the ones <laughs> in charge for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I believe my mother had told me that my dad was in charge of the, the checkbook and all that stuff. And then somewhere along the lines, it flip-flopped. And all I remember is her being in charge of it. So when right. she told me that he used to be, I was like, oh, I, I don't even have any recollection of that. You know? So because I saw her being in charge of it, that was always my thing. Like, I'm not saying I was good at it, but like when I got my checkbook, my first time I got a checkbook and a checking account, savings account, that was all mine. When I got married the first time, it was, I was in charge of it. Uh, when I got mm-hmm. married the second time, I was in charge of it. And never once did I think that um, that men were in charge of it because I, I, I was never brought up that way. And it was right. it was very odd for me to find that out as I got older, that there were a lot of women that were not in charge of the uh, the financial stuff, and you know it, they're like, oh yeah, because he brings in all you know, most of the money. I'm like, what the, what does that have to do with anything? Right, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're the manager, you know. Exactly. But, um, 
So that's good. Uh, Gladiator Guru, you have any any questions well, or comments? Well, it's like you see, growing up, um, my mother had poor money management, and so I've always been in charge in every relationship. <laughs> it's more than you, <laughs> and <laughs> and I've always been the one who worked and made sure that the bills were paid, and with my ex husband. Um, he was divorced with two young children, so when he was in and out of work, I was paying his child support as well with, you know, all the our house bills, raising our two kids. So I've always been like that, and that's why now that I'm a widow and I live alone and and <laughs> really no steady income, I'm still not afraid to live because I've always known how to hustle around to get what I need to get when I need to get it. So I think, yeah, um, in some, in, in some, I, I don't really know who is at this age, at this time, this millennium, if, if it's like hard, I think it's learning how to save and live at the same time. Well, that's one of the um, things we actually teach, though. We teach, we teach the ability to save at the same time of making sure that everything is paid for, you know, and we work with people's budgets. We don't, we don't. What do you say? What is it? How do you, what's the saying? It goes, you don't rob Peter to, to pay Paul or something pay like Paul. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we don't, yeah, we don't, that's not a philosophy. We, that's some of the, some of the things that are out there. That's what they teach. But we, because we don't want people to be dependent on the, the, what is those, those payday loans and the credit cards. And, you know, so there's a, right. there's a, there's a mindset that we show them that, Hey, by the way, while you guys are paying this part off, you're also saving here so that retirement can happen or college funds can happen or, you know, whatever whatever they want to do and the goals and dreams, whether it's, you know, they're, you're planning for the, the immediate future, you're planning for five years and you're planning for, you know, 30 years beyond. And so we, we, tr- we have it to where it's not just focused on the one thing, it's, it's a, a very holistic that's great. Yes, I always so, thought that, that I always believe that robbing Peter to pay Paul is a poor man's mentality. Right. And, exactly. And yeah, and I've never taken a payday loan. I I don't like taking loans, but I know a lot of people that that's like twice a month they're doing that, and I never understood it because you're always behind the eight ball. That's mm-hmm. correct. Always chasing your tail. So tell us how money is fun to talk about. So what? Why is money so much fun to talk about, Elaine? Because I've realized that there's there's so many alternatives out there that it it makes it it's fascinating to me because, like I said, there's you go to let's say someone has just for for an example, someone has fifty thousand dollars. They go to a bank and the bank goes, yeah, well, we can't really do much with that. We're just going to put it under money under management where they pay gain, capital gains every every year. They pay a certain management fee for it. There's, you know, all these um, other things that it goes up and down the market and stuff like that. And then, then they just kind of shuffle that person off to the side. Whereas we can go, well, what are your goals? Like we'll ask someone what their goals are because not based on what we want for them. It's based on what the client wants. It's always the client first. And so it makes it, for me, it makes it easier because it's a different philosophy. We're kind of the, the disruptive company of the, the financial world. 
so we don't go, well, we've got this flavor of the month and we have to, you know, shove it down someone's throat even though they can't afford it. We go, no, what can they afford? What are they comfortable with? What are their goals and dreams? And then we have the puzzle pieces and we allow them. It's kind of like a Subway or an Amazon where they go, well, I want, you know, the the basic sandwich with, you know, lettuce and tomato for now. And then we'll do a, a review in six months and then we'll go, how is everything going? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or if they're in a different situation, you know, they get the $50,000 and they want to put it in something and we'll go, let's see how we can do that and be creative about it. Because there's, like I said, there's just, I can't even explain to you how many things are out there. I'm like, this is kind of cool, you know, and I never thought it would ever be part of the, the financial world because I was always so scared of it. But understanding what's out there and, and the different things that the that can be done and the vehicles that that you it's like having a car literally you know like well i can put this subwoofer over here and you know this the the high beat not the high beat, <laughs> what are those things called the led lights or whatever you know and i can yeah. i can you know is so it's it's really neat and so it's just it's just fascinating to me all the stuff that's out there that's why it's fun for me and that that joy that it brings you you bring it to the to the client because you know money is i mean money makes it can make a person happy. It can make a. Mm-hmm. It could. It can make a person miserable. Um, and I'm Absolutely. not saying lack of money. It's just even if when you have it, because it's very stressful, because people yep. just really don't know what to do with it. I I still don't, you know. And it's I would I would have to work with a person such as yourself, you know. Um, you know, back in the day, uh, my mother and I were just talking about this the other day. So my mom is eighty. She's gonna be eighty five, and. We were talking about how my, my, so my grandmother, her mother used to go, she would have her money in a bank, um, you know, checking account, savings account, whatever, for a certain period of time. And then another bank would run a special. So she would take her money out of that bank and she would Mm -hmm. pop it into the other bank and she would get like a, a free gift and this incredible interest rate. And then she'd keep it there for a little while. And, and But this is what they used to do because all these banks were always uh, trying to get your business. And she right. would come home with all this free stuff. Um, my mother was saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, there was this one place that used to give out a dish a week. And she's like, and your, and your, your grandmother would move things over just to be able to get the dish so she'd get the set. I'm like, why couldn't you just buy the set, you know? She's like, well, that's how that's how they did it back then. And I'm like, oh my god, that's yeah. so funny. But back in the day, you know, you just you put in a bank, and that was that, you know. And only certain people invested money, and it's so different now because mm-hmm. it's beyond investing. And there's still a lot of us still that are so confused about investing, and then but but now there's just so many options, and the bank oh, is not fun. one of them. The bank right. is not one of them. Well, here, here, I'll give you, I'll give you a little. Uh, <laughs> it, this, this blew my mind when I figured this out. You know, I think a year and a half, to, a year and a half to two years ago. So I'm going to give you. It's your birthday. I'll give you one percent on your savings account. Banks are usually below that. They're like, you know, right, point point zero one or point one percent or something yeah. like that. So if you take that one percent, it's called the rule of seventy two. And so you take 72 and you divide it by the interest rate. That, that's how quickly or how slowly you double your money. So you take 72 and you divide it by one and you get 72. So it takes you 72 years for you to double your money. However, the banks go, hey, I'm going to give you a credit card, but I'm going to charge you anywhere from, you know, you can get a really good rate, like 
10% or something like that, but they're up there in the 20s. So they are yeah. doubling their money every few years versus when they when you entrust them with their money. And I'm not saying banks are bad. It's just the, the light bulb went on for me when I, when I figured out that part of it because I was like, well, why is the bank only giving me 1%, but then I turn around and get a credit card and they're going to charge me 20-some-odd percent. So they're doubling their money a lot faster than I would ever be able to double my money. You know, so I'm, and there's different vehicles out there, you know, like what the, (laughs) so, um, that's, that's why it's so fun for me because it's like, now it's, it's like you have these alternatives, kind of like the health world, you know, before it was all, you know, medications, this, that, and the other. Now we have all the holistic thing that you can do. Kind of, it's the same thing before it was just the banks. And now there's this other whole new realm that people can step into and go, wow, I can pick from this, I can pick from this, and I can do this, and then a couple months later I can do this, or a couple years later I can do this, you know, because life changes, and so money mindset changes as well, you know, and it's unfortunate, to give a really huge example, people that win the lottery, they're still at maybe that $40,000 mindset, but when they got that $300 million or whatever, they don't understand what, what it means to have that mindset and what they can actually do with that money, and so normally, or you know, you've seen it where people are bankrupt within five, ten years with that $300 million. You're like, wait a minute, what happened to all the money? You know, because they didn't understand making money work for them versus them working for their money. You know, and they all of a sudden they quit their job or, you know, they go by the, the mansions and they go on world trips. And, you know, I understand all that. But also you got to understand that money's, money works 24-7 and is not going to complain. But if you put it in that right vehicle, you can leave a wealth legacy for your family that will change generations. And that's what, that's what our passion is. You know, it's like we want to be able to create it where the person that's here, generations from now, that goes, hey, that person – the aunt, the great-great-aunt, the, you know, great-great-great-great-grandmother or whatever set us up for life. We don't even have to worry about money. We can go dream. We can go do what we want. We can step to our own beat, you know, and step outside the, the corporate world and step out of, you know, this, this rat race that we're kind of in, you know, and, and get out of debt because our nation is such a huge part of what we do as far as the debt is concerned, and that's the mindset. And so that's we're totally going against the stream right here, you know. <laughs> it's challenging, but it's fun at the same time because, like I said, we open up a different world. You know, it's like Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, you're comparing it to Harry Potter. That's nice. That's great. Oh my gosh. She did. Well, she if, speaks with so much joy about this. She that's, does. I love it. I know. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, and that's yeah. good because it is. It's money. Money is not always fun for people to talk about. Um, no. You know, people are, get themselves in debt or they're trying to fix, you know, their credit or they're, they're just not making enough or, or they have it and they lost it. And then, um, but, but it does. It makes people nervous. People don't want to let, you know, people don't like other people to know what they make or they're the people that do brag. But, but right. it's, there's always this sort of stigma or, you know, you, you don't want to say, well, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person that makes a lot of money because, you know, making money's wrong or whatever. And I think, I love the idea that it, you're, you're so open about it. Um, and I think that's part, like, I, I know I've struggled with this, even Gladiator Guru, we, we have conversations about this. Um, you know, you always get those little money mantras, you know, I'm a money magnet and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you have to get past that idea of, um, making money is a bad thing if, if you struggle making money. And right. so I love your, 
Gladiator Guru is right. It's the, the, the joy that you have in your voice and so excited. For somebody who's been in the industry, it sounds like you've been in the industry for years and years and years. And oh, thank you. And to be, to be that, you know, so uh, on board with it in such a short period of time is, is very cool. And especially being a single mom, you know, that's very um, empowering to women in general, but especially single women. So do you, do you have a little special niche uh, with working with single, single moms? Not at the moment because, I mean, if that's a niche that I can find, then I would love to, to be a part of that, you know. But at the same time, you know, m- money is it's energy and it's, it's not – I'm trying to think of how to, how to say this. It, it doesn't matter where the person is at. What I'm trying to say is that I don't judge the person, like whether they are negative at the end of the month or they're, you know, thousands of dollars positive at the end of the month. And so for me to have a niche, um, I've never really thought about that just because it's such a, it's, it's just a joy for me to talk to everybody about it. Now I love empowering women because like I said, I had no clue what was out there and I still have no clue what's out there. But I'm totally enjoying, you know, learning everything that's out there. And if I can share it with anybody or even just plant seeds, they don't have to work with me in any way, shape, or form. I love just saying, here's your puzzle pieces. Here's what's called a financial independent number. And off you go. You know, if you want to work with me, cool. If not, that's cool as well. As long as I've been able to plant a seed and get someone to have a little bit more of an understanding of what's out there and the different options that they can look into, that is, that is, you know, my, I guess my gift, like that's what I I love throwing out there because that's, it's just, it's, it's an energy. That's beautiful. What's the newest thing? What's the newest thing that's going on right now? That's, that's like up and coming and exciting. Term life insurance that has living benefits um, with it, meaning the person doesn't have to pass in order for the the ability to take advantage of what's in the policy. So let's say someone, um, there's, it's called, it's a daily living activities. I, it, I get the, the wording mixed up, but it's, there's six of them basically. And if someone can't perform two of them for a certain period of time, depending if it's chronic, critical, or um, chronic or terminal, they can access part of their death benefit in the terminal or I'm sorry, in the term insurance while they're still alive. So if if people have that old version of it, go talk to whomever they got it from. Talk to me. I I don't care. I just I it it's especially with going on right now with this this COVID thing and not being able to you know sometimes getting hospitalized and they have this you know stay in there for for de- days and then they don't have they don't have money because the healthcare insurance is only going to cover up to a certain amount. And then they can kick in some of the death benefit if they need to from the life insurance, from the term policy, as long as it's a new version. And so that is, you know, something that, that came about, I think, in the last few years. And it's, you know, it's great. I mean, I have one. My, my, you have to be 18, 18 to get one. So my 19-year-old has one, you know. And, and all, in all honesty, there's actually insurances out there that helps protect people and keep their family whole. They don't have to do the GoFundMe's. They don't have to do the car washes, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's just really neat to, 
to know that there's so many different insurances out there. And some of the, some people do believe that it's, you know, it is a racket, but when you have it, it is amazing. When you don't have it, it really sucks. Yes. So, yes, yeah, but term life insurance with living benefits. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the, that's the cool one. That's interesting because I, I, I've had a term life policy since I was 32 and uh, mm-hmm. so almost almost 20 years now. And I don't recall my insurance guy telling me anything about this. <laughs> yeah, you don't, saying, you have hey, the old version. Like update? Yeah, oh, you have course, the old version. Yeah. 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 I mean, you might even talk to him and talk to me, but, you know, I, not give you options. But definitely, I've, that's something that if anybody has that, also check to see how many, what, how the number of years your policies, because I think there's the, the 5, the 10, 20, and 30-year policies. And after a certain, after the 20-year or, like, after it's supposed to expire, one of a couple things can happen. Like, it just ends and then you, you've, you know, then the benefits are, are gone. Or your the cost of insurance the your monthly premium will start going sky high because you're keeping it so it's something right. to to think about and look at you know if it's something that you know you're coming up on your 20 year mark or your your 30 year mark overlap it you know cuz that's one thing that that I'll do is once I get closer to a different age like I just turned 50 so I can get a 30 year one and I'll be covered up until till the age of 30 I'm sorry, 80. Ooh, I don't do my math very well. Hey, I was going to say, you're going back in age? That's, right? What's your secret? I want to know. It's my laugh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it's, you know, that, but it's, it, for me, so this is the way I think about life insurance and because and, I've had a, a shift in it because I didn't really understand it before. Life insurance is something that will help keep my family above water when and if something happens to me, you know, the when is always, that's, that's just going to happen. doesn't matter. That's the price we all pay. But right. the if, the if is something planned for just in case something does happen. So for me, I have what's called a private place in life insurance. I have a term policy and I have a final expense policy. So if, if I were to pass, the final expense policy is something that pays out immediately has all of my health directives, like if I wanted to be resuscitated, cremated, blah, 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 you know, donate my organs, all of that is, is designated in there. I store my passwords for all of my, my accounts and all of my insurance policies. All of that's in there. I can store my, um, what is that called, uh, pictures and videos and stuff in there, you know, for generations to be able to look at. And then um, so this is a policy that I actually used when my mom passed last year on, at the beginning of 2020. Uh, I made, literally made one phone call, and they took care of everything. They called funeral home, three funeral homes for me. They transported her body to the funeral home that I, I chose. They took care of the death certificate. They took care of the obituary um, notification in the newspaper, and I made one wow. phone call. And it, 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 it made life a lot easier, and it takes a lot out of the, the, you know, the stress of the family having to plan all that because it it's something they take care of for you and then I could I was with my boys you know walking them through what happened and all that kind of stuff I didn't have to do any of that kind of stuff for my term policy like I said it has the living benefits in there so if I get incapacitated in some way shape or form that will protect my wealth and then I have private placement life insurance where I'm building my tax advantage retirement where I don't have to worry about paying taxes when I start withdrawing the money 
So it's a, it's kind of neat. It's like this whole big financial puzzle that involves not only investments, but also life insurance and different policies types, of, excuse me, different types of policies where it's like this. I'm going to go back uh, real quick. Huh? What was that? That was my daughter talking. No, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> sorry about I was like, that. Wait. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of like you know when you when you want to bake a cake, you have all these ingredients, and then you come out with this beautiful cake, and everything is you know great. And then so you know I don't worry about anything. I don't I don't have to worry about stepping into the car, and and you know hopefully nothing happens. But you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And then my kids don't have to do the GoFundMe, you know, and they don't have to do any of that kind of stuff because everything is already designated. They you know they have it's almost like having. Um, you know, like when you have a castle, you have the, the I don't know, the spikes and things at the front, then you have the bridge, and then you have the moat, and then you have, you know, the guards and all that. So it's like this this uh, domino effect, if it, if it needs to be, where something is protecting something, protecting something, protecting something, which ultimately protects my wealth. So I don't know about you, Gladiator Guru, but Elaine gives, like, really good analogies. Like, like you get these visuals <laughs> with her. <laughs> Yes. This is I why do. I have fun I, with I, money. <laughs> yes, you, you make it. You 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 don't speak about it and make people feel intimidated by the mere thought of all of this stuff. So that's like you're in your right niche. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I thank agree. You, I agree. So um, so we're we're coming up towards the end of the conversation and how. Um, do you have any like any type of um, do you do any free evaluation? Do you do you offer Absolutely. those to? Okay. Yes. How could, Absolutely. So how could people get in touch with you? I send me an email. Um, my do you want me to give out my email? Yes, and then what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll collect it and then we'll post it up onto um, our site, and so that okay. uh, when we repost it. Yeah, it's E L A I N. Okay, E L A I N R F M Revolution Financial Management at Gmail dot com. So Elaine R F M at Gmail dot com, and there is no E at the end of Elaine. <laughs> That's right. Yes, and um, and so if they contact you, and you can do, um, how long would it take, like, to schedule something with you? Like, is it a is it a twenty minute it's call, about, thirty minute call? It's, it's roughly 20 to 30, 40 minutes because you know me, I like to gab and chat. And, you know, because I <laughs> honestly, here, here, here's my, my, my caveat to working with people. I want them, first of all, to like me because then they can trust me. Because if they can't like me, they can't trust me. Because I'm going be, to gonna be talking to them about their money. And I don't have any judgment on them. I really, I, honestly, I don't because I've been there, done that. But I want them to be able to like me as a person and, and to be able to trust me with what, you know, the the outcome of what whatever it is that they need. I don't I don't want I don't like to work with people that don't trust me because it just it's not, you know, it's not it's not a good feeling for them. And that's where because I'm a I'm very much a relation person. I like to create relationships. And so it's it's very important for me that someone likes me, then trusts me, because I I honestly want them to to create their own family bank, basically, you know, and not have to depend so much on what's out there. I don't know if that makes okay, sense. But. Great. No, it's, <laughs> no, totally. How about you, Gladiator? Do you have any questions for Elaine? 
No, I mean, now you're making me feel like I got to go get a life policy. I don't have one. <laughs> uh, okay, here. So I'll, I'll give you a little synopsis of what we learned today. So we, we had a class. Um, this is why I love what we do. So we had a class today, and we talked about the final expense policy. We had a class last week, and we talked about wills and trusts. So if you own a home, and this is uh, – I don't know, since I'm in the state of California, I don't know, you know, for the rest of the states, but in the state of California. So when someone passes, even if they put the the house in the will, it doesn't necessarily protect the house from going into probate, which means the family has to move out and basically wait and see what the government's going to do. And California, I can't remember, I think they said it was like two to two and a half years for the probate, probate process. He talked, he talked about someone that had a nine-year process in probate, and you're still paying on, you know, whatever the fees are and blah, 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 the lawyer fees and all that. You're still paying on that while the house, the house is in probate. And the reason why I say that oh is God. because, yeah, it's awful. So if you have a home, make sure that it's in the trust because the trust will protect it from going to probate. Now, having a final expense, if someone passes, that – if there's a – there's depending on age, there might be a two-year contestability um, wait period, but my mom, I, she passed within the one year of, we ha- of, of us having that, that policy, but they paid it in like a month or two. It, it was actually, I think it was only like three, four weeks. It wasn't that long. But when you have regular life insurance, it can take anywhere from 30, 60, 90 days, and you're, you're kind of trying to figure out how you're going to f- pay for the funeral expense because Honestly, does someone have in their bank account, well, you know, $50,000 if they want a $50,000 um, funeral, or do they have even $5,000 to pay just for very minimal stuff, you know? And then if if the this, – this is why it's a huge puzzle, because if you don't put stuff in the trust, it gets locked up in probate, and then you're, you're kind of scrambling trying to figure out, how do I pay for this? How do I pay for that when a person passes? Then life insurance, once that comes – then you can start paying for stuff, but you're still waiting in, you know, whatever that, that wait period is for that particular policy. But when you have a final expense, usually it's a, without the, the two-year contestability um, wait period, you can get that money within 24 to 48 hours, which alleviates a lot of stress when it comes to planning things. So it, it's like a huge puzzle, but as as far as, you know, Understanding that puzzle, it, that's where, you know, finding someone that you can like and trust and have them help you figure out that that puzzle. So, and I'd love to do that. And, and honestly, and there's no obligation from me in any way, shape, or form. The, the financial needs analysis is something we offer as a free service because you kind of, we, here's another analogy for you. <laughs> when you're playing golf, <laughs> you're trying to go for that flag out there, right? And if you take that flag away, which is your retirement, your, you know, college funds, your house fund, whatever it is, you take that flag away, you have no idea. You have a general idea, but you have no idea where you're kind of aiming for. But when you have that flag, which is your financial independent number, you have an idea. That's how much money I need to retire on in order for me to live on whatever it is I want to live on at the end of the month, you know. So, and we love doing that for people, and it's it's. I think you asked me, I don't remember how I got here, but it takes it takes anywhere from 20 to 30, maybe even 40 minutes to, to go through it. And we pop out what's called the financial independent number. 
and different different plans and it's entirely up to that person whether they want to take advantage of it or not and we have access to over 200 different companies so it's very customizable it is very flexible it is very budget friendly it is very much 100% client clients choice not ours well that's fantastic then great okay so subscribe. Um, we have uh, Elaine's email and uh, definitely uh, connect with her and, you know, she could just evaluate that they, they offer, you know, workshops. I mean, this is fantastic. I mean, this is knowledge is power, you know, without the information. Uh, applied knowledge is uh, power. Applied <laughs> knowledge is power, even better. So definitely uh, we'll have the tribe reach out and, and then uh, tomorrow morning we'll actually put your email up on to okay. um, our site so that people can reach out to you and, um, and we really, really appreciate you coming on, Elaine. And we look forward to having you on in the morning show, too, to share your excitement about money. It's Absolutely. So nice that's in September, so right? <laughs> yes, that's going to that be That one's September, awesome. right? <laughs> that one is September, yes. I think so. Okay, good. Yep, yep. Okay. All right. So great. All right. Well, Elaine, thank you so much for coming on the uh, Viva Moms After Dark. And um, have a fantastic weekend. You as well. Yes, Thank you so much. Keep smiling. Oh yeah, yes, absolutely. I get smiling. that's that's my my gift. <laughs> <laughs> keep sharing it, baby girl. <laughs> absolutely, I will. You guys have a great night. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No, Thank, Thank you, you for taking for the time. On. Absolutely. Thank Take you. Bye bye. So, Gladiator Guru, did you get uh, did, did did you get paranoid, or you feel like you know the nice thing is a lot of these financial um, institutions now, these um, management places and investment places, they're offering free classes, which is great because sometimes even just calling somebody and having a conversation with them is also a little intimidating. Um, obviously, I mean, Elaine is not intimidating whatsoever. She's such a sweetheart. But, oh, um, my goodness, she is. But you're right. It is. It can be intimidating. And I think when we had Anna on, when she shares her story of how they tried to intimidate her after yeah. her husband passed, and that's what led her to become who she is now. Um, yeah, it can be intimidating, you know, especially as I shared that my 401K, all the money and savings, all of that went modifying the house for wheelchair. So I'm I'm at, at what going to be 53 and I'm starting from zero all over again. And how yeah. many years do I have to build up a retirement fund? I gotta have two kids that can flip flop between them. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your uh, retirement right? Your investment. Is yeah, that... yeah. That's that's oh my, my plan. <laughs> so we go from the conversation of talking about um, money is fun, you know, like fun to talk about. And then we want to shift gears because so money is money. Like when people think about success, they think about money and they think about making a lot of money. And, um, and the, but the interesting thing is people don't often factor in time. So they don't, they don't think it, okay, so it's one thing if you're an entrepreneur, like you'll hear this all the time as an entrepreneur, they'll say, Oh, you know, your, your time is so precious and, you know, you don't want to waste your time on the, the, the back office stuff that other people could be doing for you. But I got to tell you, though, time is time for anybody. It doesn't matter if you own your own business 
or if you work for somebody or if you are a uh, a, a, ma- a mom manager, like, you know, you stay at home and you manage the household, whether you're male or female. Um, but time is time. And if to how much our time is worth, I think more people would be more uh, guarded with their time. Don't, don't you think Gladiator Girl? Because I think that we just assume the time is just inevitable. Like, like it's, it's tons of it. It's always going to be there. But that's actually the most precious commodity. It's actually more precious than money, I think. So what do you think about that? It is. There's a quote that it, they, they put Buddha's name on it, but it says the biggest mistake humans make is believing that they have time. That's right, because it's not a guarantee. We don't know. And I get so angry at myself when I my time correctly, and I'm – it's, it's something that it's a constant work in progress for me. Every time I think I'm doing really well, something, something gets into the way and, and squashes my, my thought. But so, <laughs> the, so our, our next guest is, um, and we're going to bring her on in a second, is Alex Toombs from um, Toombs, uh, Toombs Creations. And, um, oh, my God, I can't speak. It's so late, and I, I always get so damn tired at this hour. But, um yeah, so uh, Tomb's creative, and I don't even know why I messed that up because I've known Alex for a while now. And it's she she is one of the, the individuals that gives you your time back because of what she does. And, again, you know, I've met a lot of individuals over networking, and I have friends that, that um, do what she does and then do other things and, you know, virtual assistants and all that stuff. And, um and I tell them all the time, I'm like, you've really got to emphasize the fact that you save people money because you're giving them time. Like if I, if I have to take time to post things on social media or do this or that for my business and I'm not creating and sitting down and writing my, my chapter in my book and that's taking away from, from me and I, I have to remind myself again that that is precious. And but but what what makes Alex so special too is um, it's she's incredibly creative. She's very fresh, but aside from that, she herself has such a phenomenal story, and that's that's what I also want her to share. So Dory, come, go ahead and bring Alex on, and we'll get Alex to introduce herself and uh, tell everybody what she does. So uh, Alex, are you there? Hi, Lori. Hey, Alex. So um, this is Gladiator Guru, Margarita. Um, She is uh, my co-host, and we are Viva Cafe Con Leche. And um, Alex, I've known Alex for a couple of years now. Um, Alex was a uh, former client of mine, and she is, she's just fabulous, though. Like, she, she didn't need much. Like, she just, she just sort of needed a little straightening. And I mean, you, you really did the coach that long with me. And it was, she just took off. Like she was already there. She knew what she wanted. Um, but tell everybody what you do and then, then share your story of like, cause where you are right now, like where you're broadcasting from. Well, hello, Alex. <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. Uh, so my name is Alex. Likewise. 
I own Tunes Creative, which is a full-service digital marketing agency. And Lori and I met a couple of years ago in Connecticut. I was working uh, in Fairfield County and was ready to make a, a change in my career. Um, I just wasn't sure what that was going to be. So, yeah, we worked together for a month or two just trying to figure out what the next stage was going to be. Um, lo and behold, a couple of years later, I'm out here in British Columbia um, operating my marketing business full-time, and I'm also gaining my master's in business um, with a focus on sustainable innovation here on Vancouver Island. So my focus really is um, working with purpose-driven entrepreneurs, um, small business owners that also just care about people and the planet and are trying to use their platform and their business as a source for good. Um, so a lot of vegan restaurants, consignment shops, business coaches, things of that nature, just people that are trying to improve the world around them through their business. That's kind of what I'm into, um, and that's what I do myself as well. So, yeah, I've been out on, in British Columbia just since last November, and it's been an absolute blast getting out into nature. It's quite a contrast from the tri-state area, <laughs> the New York suburbs, so it's been quite a refreshing experience. But tell everybody how you got there, though, because she didn't just, like, fly over to British Columbia and say, okay, I'm going to appear and this is where we're going to stay. We're going to rent a place. Like you had a whole journey before that. Right. So a few years back, maybe like five or six years ago, I went on a pretty life-changing adventure in New Zealand. My boyfriend and I rented a camper van and we traveled around the Southern Island of New Zealand for a couple of weeks. And it just really opened up my eyes to what life could be. It didn't have to be working at a desk for someone else, building someone else's dream, you know, living that grind. It could be traveling the world and living in unique, different ways and just having full control over my money and my time and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. So that was a really powerful experience. Um, so I kind of brought the whole camper van idea back with me to the East Coast, and we bought a van for a 1000 bucks off of Facebook Marketplace, ended up converting it. Um, and then last summer in July, we ended up selling all our things, got rid of the uh, apartment, and um, kind of packed up and left. So we drove across the country for about four or five months before touching down here on the West Coast. And she snapped a lot of pictures and um, talked about it and posted them, and um, you made it a lifestyle. And, and then in the same time, you built your business. You uh, you also got accepted into your master's program, and you were headed on your way to Canada, correct? I, I, or uh, you were in an article, um, which was an absolute fabulous read, by the way. And you, I think that the what I'm trying to say is I'm sorry, so I'm getting a little uh, out of it. But the you you decided this is what I want to do, and you did it, and. And you are helping people organize uh, their businesses so that they have more time for themselves so that they can pursue these extra pieces so that if they choose to go and out and go cross country in a van, they can do that because you free up their time and you help them uh, build up their businesses to be able to have the money to be able to do that. Correct. Right. So yeah. on paper – I'm a marketing strategist. So <laughs> I absolutely help small business owners just rediscover time. So a lot of the business owners that I work with, 
They are solo entrepreneurs doing everything from business development, customer service, accounting at times, handling their own marketing most of the time. And it's just impossible to do all those things and enjoy it. You know, it's not impossible, but it's uncommon for someone to be juggling, you know, all these plates, wearing all these hats, and then also having time to take care of themselves, you know, go on a hike or go to the spa, do whatever they want to do to kind of unwind and enjoy. And then also enjoy the benefits of creating impactful business and generating profits. And so you can build up a bank, you can have a profitable business, but if you don't have the time to actually enjoy it, then I don't know, what's what's the point, right? (laughs) So what I do is I help these business owners really streamline their marketing. So we kind of look at the big picture and reverse engineer a lot of stuff. So Lori, we've been working together a little bit on some of your branding stuff. So when we first spoke, We talked about what do we want this brand to look like? Who's, you know, the badass Buddha 2.0 or, you know, however you (laughs) want to phrase it. So we're looking towards the future and what we want to achieve and then creating a plan to get there. So that's a lot of what we do, especially in marketing. So with small business owners, it's developing the high-level strategy, putting together the content calendars, and basically identifying what are our goals, three, six, nine, 12 months down the line, and what do we need our audiences to do for us to achieve those goals? And throughout this, it's an entire process. You know, you have some some great campaigns. Sometimes the campaigns aren't as successful as you hope, but it's just a learning process to figure out what works for the business owner, for the customer, and then the bottom line as well. Right. And, and you started – because uh, I know you're shifting your business. So you started with where you were actually, uh, your packages included doing a lot of work for the, the business themselves. And now you're, you're even changing that where you're, you're teaching them to do it, correct? Yeah. So I'm actually in the midst of putting together a digital course which will be available come September 13th. That's when the course will officially start. And it's going to be an online program where I'm going to teach business owners the most efficient and effective ways to market their businesses on their own so that they don't have to outsource, they don't have to spin their wheels and get frustrated and feel overwhelmed with all these things. I mean, if you are an entrepreneur and you're handling your marketing as well as everything else that goes along with being a business owner, and you need to learn Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and (laughs) Instagram Reels and Stories, like There are a million things that you could be doing in marketing for business right now, but what is the path of least resistance? What is going to get us the highest, uh, most quality results, most efficiently and most effectively? That is what I will be teaching you. That's great. That's bloody degree. Got any questions? (laughs) That is great. Teach away because this was great, the money, happy money, and time. Like, that's just such a great, but the, the, what you're teaching is awesome. No, I don't have any questions as of yet. And I, I think especially for, uh, you know, this, this social media changes so rapidly. Um, it's really nice to know that, that you have a team that can be able to, you know, whether you're hiring somebody to do it on the outside or you have your employees doing it, but it's nice to have somebody training the team so that they're up to date on all of this stuff, you know? So um, I, I love that idea that you're, you've created workshops, which in the, in the, in the end is also a better business plan for yourself 
because now you have freed up your time because that's another thing. Um, again, I have uh, a few friends that are VAs and they work seven days a week because they haven't been able to really figure out how to, uh, to budget their time correctly so that they do everything they need to do for their clients. And, and right. so, yeah. So, so who, who are your courses for? Are they just for the, like the entrepreneur themselves or could VAs take your, your coursework as well? Absolutely. It's really for anyone that is in marketing. And this is even for people that are in full-time jobs working for an employer and they just want to refine their skills or learn something new um, or just be able to do their job better and more efficiently. So a lot of these businesses that went online for, um, during COVID, a lot of these businesses are staying online because they realize that they don't need to pay for the rental space. It doesn't make sense to have everyone in the office and all these meetings. It's just not the most efficient use of time. So this digital course is really for anyone that is currently in marketing, interested in getting into marketing, or just wants to refine their skills as a whole. So this can be the business owner themselves. It can be their assistant or their marketing associate, really anyone that has an interest in marketing. And even, you know, my, you know, if you could see me, air quote, competitors, because I don't really consider, you know, we don't really have competition. It's just other people doing similar things in different ways. But my peers in the industry, like, this is totally relevant for them because I might have picked up something that I've learned in my agency that they haven't figured out yet or they just haven't had the opportunity to try yet. And then they might be able to learn something to optimize their business for their clients as well. So it's really just like a win-win situation for everybody. Yeah, there's a quote that a friend of mine says all the time. That she, uh, she says that if uh, if learning is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. And it's, no, it's I like it's that. Like, because if you if you if you don't want to, if you're not willing to learn, uh, because you oh well, this is you're a competitor. Why do I have to learn from you? Or you know, um, then it's you, you're you don't you know you're you're sh- you're cutting yourself uh, short. You're not allowing yourself to expand because you don't know everything. And because that person might be, quote, what you believe to be a competitor, so what? Learn from them anyway. See what they have to say. And then take what they gave you and then make your own thing from there. Um, so, uh, cause, but I do, because I'll tell you, in, um, I do a lot of training and I do a lot of networking. And then at the networking, you get invited to trainings, you know, and um, I'll hear people. I even have had a conversation with my sister. My sister, a couple of times I've invited her to some trainings or I, I sent one to her that's in her industry. And she says, she's like, oh, I probably know all that already. That's, you're cutting yourself short, you know. I mean, I love her, she's my sister, but that's, that's what it comes down to. The moment we say that, then we don't know. You know, they might be sharing something that you didn't even learn yet. And so what, you know, it's, that's, I think a lot of that is ego, you know, that gets in the way of that. But um, whatever is the reason they're not doing it, it doesn't matter. So um, I'm glad that this is available. Like it's, you have like, no, you know, like open up to everybody, which is absolutely fabulous. Do you have like, is it, is it an actual course or is they watch in their own leisure? Um, it will be a guided course. So the online modules will be available and then I will have it um, 
structured per week that we'll be tackling each um, each category and then workshopping as well. So this this will be a group coaching session um, format. So we'll have Zoom sessions where so one day we'll be talking about brand positioning and value propositions and all that, and then we'll have a workshop where we can all get together and kind of you know bring our learnings from the modules and then the work that they've achieved because I'll have assignments and tasks to help work through the whole process and then we'll get together to troubleshoot it together. And is this any level of individual that can do it? Or do they have um, to have a marketing background? No, no, no. This is definitely beginner to intermediate. So typically my clients are pretty much like you, you know, you you know marketing, you know how to you know, hop on social media, you have your website, you understand the importance of it, and you've spent a good amount of time and probably money getting it up and running and, um, you know, working for you. So these are people that they understand it, they've done it, and it's just not exactly what they want it to be just yet. So this is people that are open, they're coachable, they're looking to learn more, refine some skills, learn things that they don't know already. But this is not for anyone with a marketing degree. This is just for your entrepreneur who is trying to figure it all out and do it with, you know, whatever resources that they have available. Good. Okay. And is there, are you already, um, are you already promoting this, already selling this? No. (laughs) So I don't even have complete answers for what it is exactly because I'm still in the process of building and creating. Okay. I am actually in a digital course myself. Um, being taught everything that I need to know for how to put this course together because I've never done a course before. So I need to learn how to do it first before I can do it. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so that's that lifetime learning attitude that I think we all kind of have. And I'm actually glad you shared that because um, I think a lot of times too, as business owners, especially navigating the uh, the current that we have right now, because Everything is online, and and even though, you know, we are going back to in-person things, maybe not. I don't know what it is like over where you are. Connecticut's a little slow to the pickup, but there's other states that have definitely gone back to, you know, in-person workshops. I'm glad that you shared that because we make these assumptions that, oh, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to create a workshop like that. So, you know, forget it. You know, I don't want anybody to know that I don't know. But it's like, no, you just, if, if this is what you want to do, you just learn how to do the workshop and then you make your own workshop and that's that. And I, I love the fact that you're literally down to the wire, like finishing up your coursework to, pre, to create your own coursework. And, and you'll, I mean, and you'll be a success at it no matter what, because you're just, you're very good in, at picking that stuff up and just running with it. Um, so I don't have a doubt there, but it's going to look like you've done it for a long time, you know. And um, But I love that you, you shared that because like, especially, you know, so for those listening, you know, Alex is uh, a young entrepreneur. She's, uh, she's not, you know, the most of the demographic tends to be for us is, is closer to my age. And women sometimes when they're older and they're starting their businesses, they – especially if they're starting late or they're completely revamping their business and it's, and they're older. Um, we make these assumptions that, Oh, you know, I'm a little slower. I don't know. I, I can't pick things up. And, uh, but anybody can do anything that they 
they decide to do. You know, if you want to have coursework online and you don't know how to do it, you learn how to do it. Um, if not, you can always outsource. But there's always, when there's a will, there's a way, if that's, if that's what you want to do. And I know, because you had shared that with me, you said that originally you were going to do it this way uh, X amount of months ago, and then now you're like, okay, no, because I don't even want to do it that way. I want to I want to just teach it and lessen, uh, free up my time more so, so that I could still do the things that I want to do, but I'm still making money. Right. Well, I found that so many of the businesses that I work with and, you know, my social media followers and all these people that I'm connected with right now, like, people want to learn. Like, yeah, people, you know, you want to outsource, like, some of the stuff, the accounting or some, that's something I absolutely outsource because I'm not good at numbers, but when it comes to social media, a lot of these small business owners, they love it. Like, they want to be on Instagram. They want to connect with their fellow business owners and their communities. Um, they want to speak with their customers and their clients and have that personal connection. So when we are kind of um, personal brands, like you are, Lori, kind of like I am as well, um, you know, you want to be able to have full control and autonomy over what that brand looks like, and no one can do it the way that you do it. So the way that you run your podcast and your coaching sessions and your workshops, like, there's, Lori's the only one that can create that exact experience. And, you know, you could pay me all the money in the world, but I would not be able to replicate that for you. Nobody could. So I'm also working with the business owners that, like, they want to be able to do this stuff on their own because it gives them a sense of fulfillment and confidence because they are capable and they can do it. Yes, they always have the option to outsource. There's a million marketing agencies. You can have anybody run your social media, um, a strategist, hopefully, because <laughs> there's a lot nice. of amateurs running right now so quality over quantity for sure but it's the people that are eager to learn because they want to have those skills and the option that they can do it on their own or they can outsource if they want I think you said something really really vital is that uh, it's quality over quantity Um, again I do a lot of networking and there's this this I, I don't know. I can't describe it. It's I see it all the time now, especially because I do a lot of LinkedIn marketing and um, network. I'm sorry, networking. And LinkedIn is the big marketing thing now. Everybody's leaning towards LinkedIn. Facebook's just not the place to to get business so much anymore. Instagram's good, but LinkedIn is the big the new thing. And so um, they're like, oh, this is how you should do your profile. This is how you should uh, post your things. And they have this. I keep hearing it. It's the same thing. And I'm seeing it all like that all the time. So um, we, uh, we're we in this like string. Like I, I have a little group of women that um, we're going to all post every t- every other week. We're going to post and uh, between this time and then we're going to all comment on each other's posts. So this is where we get the, uh, you know, the, the numbers up higher, you know. And it's a great idea. You know, I, I love the idea. It's supporting each other, and we do it at the same time so nobody misses anything, right? So we did our first post last week. Of course, I missed it because I had to bring my kid to the doctor. And um, But when I, lo- I logged on when I did, and I could. And the, like, I think it was like six, no, there's probably like 10 of us, but, but five of them looked exactly the same, the post. The way they were written, 
uh, the pictures, the story that it told, the way the way it ran. And I looked at that. I'm going, gosh, it's so like inauthentic. It, not that I was knocking, you know, I, I knew it was written was authentic, but the same layout. It was the same layout, you know. And to me, that's there's the quality. It's people are following this quote um, template, and mm-hmm. and everybody's doing the template, and so that's why I think like keeping it exciting and different and new is is a is a big piece of it, and that's what's going to help you stand out, and that's where the quality. I mean, am I wrong? Is that is that what you mean by quality, especially? Um, well, yeah, when it comes to marketing your business, authenticity is really, really what we're after because if you are going ahead with cookie cutter templates, social media templates, and there's a lot of businesses out there that sell just straight up social media post templates where they have, you know, their sentences marked out and then parentheses where you put in your own word that's relevant for your business and People purchase this on a membership basis. So thousands and thousands of people are getting the same templates every month and publishing the same words with the same photo. (laughs) So you don't come across it often because social media is so huge and millions and millions and millions of people use it. So, you know, you're not going to come across the same stuff everywhere, but it exists. So when we are doing marketing, and that's why, you know, for this marketing course that I'm putting together, the first module is all about positioning and your value proposition, identifying your niche, and your ideal customer avatar. So, Lori, we worked on your ideal customer avatar, and this is a process where we identify the human being that is on the other side of the phone. So when you're posting on LinkedIn, who is picking up their phone and seeing your post? Who who do you want that to be? So we go through this exercise where we build a profile of a human being down to their name, their age, their interests, what kind of music they listen to, if they're into podcasts or books. Like we get really, really specific with who this person is. And that's kind of the first step of, well, not the first step, but that is a very important element of finding your authentic voice because your ideal customer avatar, your ICA, is never going to be identical to anyone else's. I mean, they could like, um, you know, a different television show, but everything else could be different or could be the whole same or their age is different um, or they have a different name. So I know that's not super crystal clear, but when we do this, um, this exercise defining your ICA, that's where the authentic voice comes in because it's coming from you speaking to this one person and you can't replicate, you, you're not going to find that within your competition and your peers. So people that are not going through that process, they are speaking to everybody, which means that they are actually speaking to nobody. And I think that you just proved that point exactly because you're reading these posts and it all looks the same and it's not resonating. And that's because it's not authentic. And also, you're not their ICA, which is also why I can't really recommend those like ladders, which is one of the more technical terms for the process that you guys are doing. So I think it's great to work with other business owners to support, but it does mess with your overall success because that kind of engagement isn't authentic. It's planned and it's intentional just for that one group, but it's not considering all your customers and the people that really need to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I think it's, I don't think that they're necessarily um, putting out the, the post that's specific to us. It's, they put out a post that they normally do 
but basically they're, we're all doing it at the same time so that we know to go to their post afterwards and check it out and then comment so that they have the, 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 the comments. I, but I, I know what you're saying and um, it's not even just the post. It's even like the, the profile, like in LinkedIn, the profile, mm-hmm. um, it was a training and it said, Oh, do the, this is what you want to say. And this is how you want to say it. And, and a friend of mine, hers was really good and she did follow it. It looked really nice for her. And I decided to, okay, I'll try it that way as well. And I had some guy say to me, um, I was talking with him and he's in a networking session and he's like, yeah, I saw your profile. He's like, it's just like everybody else's. He's like, and I, I don't get that from you when I'm talking to you. He's like, so I was really shocked to see your profile was like that. And I started laughing and I'm like, you know what? I had just changed it and it wasn't like that. And of course, what did I do? I changed it immediately because uh, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't my voice. It was, um, somebody else's, you know, and um, I think that's also the other the other piece here is that the reason um, I reached out to Alex too is because you know you have to you have to resonate with the the individuals that are working you're working with. So it's if if this is your business, this is your your baby, and even if it's not your business, even if if you're working for somebody, but you really are. Um, dedicated to that company and you're learning this to support that company. Um, it's, it's important to work with uh, somebody that you connect with and that you feel will, will be able to get your message across. I mean, when I started working with Alex I mean, we just started working, but she's because she's known me it, and it's, she knows, she understands what my message is, even when I can't pull it out correctly. Like it, it just, I could just, um, word vomit all over her and then she'll figure it out. Like she'll, she just listens to what I'm saying. And that's what I wanted. That's what I needed actually. Um, where I've worked with uh, somebody else that I had met through networking and she just wasn't, she just wasn't getting it and she wasn't getting me. And so it's, um, yeah. So I think this is great. And I think it's really up to us to help you so once you create this and you're ready to market it and you're ready, it's up in, on your website and ready to go, you have to let us know so that we can forward this out to the tribe so that, because this is for everybody. Do, do you have a cap with how many people are in the class? Um, no, I don't. You know, this is my first round, so I'm just kind of winging it. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of unlimited. So we'll just see what the interest is in the beginning. And, um, you know, I'll do probably a couple rounds each year and just enter in a new group um, for the program. So I think it'll be around, you know, five to six weeks probably. Um, but, yes, I will absolutely pass along the information to you when it's available because this is absolutely for any entrepreneur or any professional that could be working in marketing, advertising, um, communication. You know, we're talking about copywriting. We're talking about positioning and messaging and communication. So it is quite broad. Um, but again, with that authenticity and speaking to our ideal customer and the people that need to hear it most. So my audience tends to be, you know, the small business owners who are adventurous. They go hiking. They travel in vans. They go skydiving. You know, they're just adventurous, excitable people. And um, so that's kind of the energy that I bring and the energy that I attract. So basically, 
anyone that's down for that, for a little fun and a little adventure, like, I'm all for it. <laughs> that's great. I, that's I have fantastic. a question. It is. That is fantastic. But you're talking about marketing and template and, you know, it's like, it's like a set thing. What, what would you say about algorithms? Like, when is the best time to post? Oh, that really all depends on your audience. So that's why that like ladder, um, you know, when you go on and you comment and you like everyone in a little pod, because um, that is a strategy that a lot of business owners and a lot of coaches recommend that their people do. Um, but that does mess with the algorithm because it's inauthentic. So you're not actually reaching your ideal customers. You're reaching that that smaller network and you're reaching to their extended network. So what you really want to be doing is being very strategic with your messaging so that when you post something, you're using those hashtags and those geolocations, those location tags um, for where you're located. And that, that's really specific and that's actually targeted towards your customers, the people that need to hear what you have to say, but they're also going to buy from you because those people in the pods they're most likely not going to purchase from you because they're trying to generate their own business and um, increase their own awareness. So that's kind of tricky. But when it comes to algorithms, it's being very intentional about the words that you use, the hashtags that you use, and then the time to post, that's really very specific and unique to you. So LinkedIn has analytics, um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, like there's all analytics. So you want to go into your accounts and you can see very clearly the days of the week, the times of the day that your audience is most active and you want to post according to that. Oh, you see what I mean? Okay. How awesome she is? Like you see this? Yes. Like I wish I could just plant all that knowledge into my brain myself because <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's just, just this little conversation is every, and I feel that way every time I talk to her, it's, it's so enlightening, Alex, I swear it really is. And, um, just see, like, I, I so confused by hashtags. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I, I need like hashtags for dummies or something like that. I mean, if they have a book, let me read that thing. And it's, I, I just, I never could figure it out. Nobody's ever really explained it to me. Um, and then now you're saying that that's like a really huge, you know, important piece. And in my head, I'm like, geez, I'm like random. I might as well just put hashtag. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, that's what I should put for all of my posts is hashtag. What the hell? Like WTF. And I, I think it's really important that, um, that like you, you're going to teach all that in that class, right? That, that, that kind of stuff is going to be taught in your class. Absolutely. So there is actually going to be an entire module based upon just that particular topic, but actually something that you can act, um, you can utilize right now is I just put together a free guide of my top favorite seven free marketing tools um, that absolutely save me so much time and make my life so much easier. So I just put this together on Monday, actually. So it's brand new. So if you go to my website, toomscreative.com, backslash seven, just the number seven, um, seven free tools, it will give you a link to download my list. And there's a little, um, a little video explaining my three absolute favorite ones that I utilize literally every single day. And then there's a PDF with all seven um, free marketing tools that I use on a daily or weekly basis. So 
and there is something about hashtags in there. So you can start the process of learning exactly what kind of hashtags you can use and where you can find them. Um, and that's all in that PDF guide. And actually, Actina, that's so Alex important. It, it, it is. And her website, uh, Gladiator Guru, she gives away a lot of stuff. Um, so, and it's Tombs, T-O-O-M-B-S, TombsCreative.com. So uh, just go onto the website just to check out her website, period, and really look around and then see what she has to offer because it, uh, it's very worth it. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of information. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Gladiator Guru. No, 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 that's fine. It's, it's fine with what I said. I think, and her giving out all that information is like what we do on Viva because I want to be of service. So I thank you for that, Alex, because, you know, everywhere you go, everybody's charging for it, all these specific things. And how are we going to get to where we can buy these things unless we lift up, we do that launch. And uh, hashtags take so much time to do, but to know exactly what hashtag to use, I think that will be beneficial in all our endeavors and the the different things that we do because sometimes we repeat the same hashtag. And that seems to be redundant, right? So that doesn't take us further away. Correct? Right. Yeah, just doing some, like, real deep dive research into who your audience is at the moment, but then also who do you want your audience to be? Because as entrepreneurs, we just create whatever we want, Um, you know, the services, the offerings, the products, um, the experience, the customers, the money. Like, we have the ability to create all that stuff. So when we are marketing our businesses, and particularly with social media marketing, um, using those hashtags, that's, like, a really easy – and successful way to reach new audiences. So you can use those on your posts so that people can find you, and that triggers the platform to serve that content to more similar, um, similar accounts so that they get more eyes on the post, which means that more people are spending more time on their platforms and they can generate more money off of advertising. So it really is just a scheme to keep everyone looking at their phones more often. But on the side of business, it will absolutely help you reach more people. And once you get them offline, that's when you can make that real heart-to-heart connection. You can still do it online, but you know what I mean. Absolutely. We absolutely do. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for coming on. And again, yes. you know, you, you know, just connect with me and let me know when you have that up and running, and then we'll, put, we'll post it on our um, social media sites to get this guy. You know, I don't know, Gladiator Guru, I would love to take the class with a, a big group of us, big group of uh, the the people that we know that are in business and, and, and see if they would do it with us so that we could all learn this together and, and uh, help lift each other up. Because I just, I think this is so, I know it's going to be vital for me and I can name a handful of people that we both know that would probably benefit greatly from taking the coursework just to benefit their own businesses. What do you think, Gladiator Guru? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's put it out there. Okay. Sounds good to me. God knows I need it. I know I need it. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm like flopping. I'm like a fish out of water. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm like pushing buttons. I think a chimp would probably be better posting 
than than me posting sometimes. So, um, all right. So, great. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. We really greatly appreciate it, um, having you on and sharing all that. It was very, very knowledgeable conversation. And uh, we're going to spread your information out to the tribe <clears throat> so that they can, you know, check your website out and check out what you have to offer. So just say it one more time, uh, your website and how to get in touch with you. And uh, any last words of wisdom? Yeah. Um, so again, my name is Alex Toombs of Toombs Creative. And you can utilize that free resource guide at toombscreative.com slash seven free tools. Um, I am also very active on Instagram. So you can give me a follow at Toombs Creative and the direct link to um, the PDF guide is in my bio. Um, but yeah, this has been a blast. So great to connect with you here. And um I'm excited to get in touch next week for round two of your new logo design. My, and, yes, um, my rebranding. Yep, yep. <laughs> Fabulous. So yeah, well, so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Alex, and have an absolutely fabulous weekend. You yes, too. Yes, thank you for taking the time out for us. It was greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you so thank much. You have a great it. night. So Thanks, later. bye. So she is just, to me, she's very refreshing. And um, coming from somebody who's very confused by a lot of, you know, she's a, she's a millennial. And call it what you will, like we like millennials take a lot of crap from us older generation people, don't you think? Because we're always talking about how, what they do and blah, blah, blah. And I got to tell you, I have had, phenomenal experiences with millennials. Um, I don't know about you, Gladiator Guru. Um, Your granddaughter's not a millennial. She's actually the next generation. Everybody's still there? Yes. 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 My granddaughter's the next one. So I guess, what are the ages of a millennial? Oh, I just looked this up with with my daughter, Madison. Um, She is so our granddaughter, uh, my, your granddaughter and my daughter are the same age. Um, I think it's two years above them is the cutoff for the new generation. So millennials go from 19, you have to be born 1981, usually about 10 years. So, oh, no, no, because it's not, it's longer because my oldest daughter's a millennial. So she's 94. So she, ah, she's, so in, she's in the millennial group. So she's in the millennial section. Um, but, and, and well, yeah, so you both your kids are millennials. And they're, yeah. your kids are phenomenal. I mean, they're phenomenal business people. Yeah, but it's like the, sometimes the millennials are that, that I know, I know type of individuals. I don't know if that's what you get, but every, they know everything from a young age. But um, I think they're very, what's that word I want to use, where they were very daring. They were different from us. Yeah. So they, they put themselves out there. They learned all types of things. And so, I, I mean, every generation arrives when it's supposed to, to teach and to learn what it needs to to pass it on to the next. So I guess, you know, they think we're old. Like my kids 
say I drive like an old lady now, but they drive the way they drive because that's how I you understand. Absolutely. <laughs> but they, yeah. it's not seen that way. So, yeah, I think the, the millennials are very much more go-getters than our generation, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and, they, and that's what yes. they get, they get the, they get knocked down because um, they're viewed as being selfish. But I think what it is is that they're just, they're more centered self. Um, they, mm-hmm. they know that they want, they want to play, but they're willing to work, but they also want to play. And that kind of messes around with our generation a little bit because we're like, oh, no, no, you have to work really hard and then maybe play a little bit. And they're like, no, no, I kind of want to do both. Maybe even I'll play a little bit more than work. But if you could, if you can make money doing that, you know, at, with, with, with that uh, ratio, then who's gonna who's knocking you? You know what I'm saying? Um, but the thing I love about millennials is they're so um, creative. Not that that we're not. It's they're created creative with technology. They they've mastered the technology because they've been been around it their whole lives. You know, and um, with with Alex, I she's very earthy. Um, she's very environmentally um, connected and she's 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 like a hippie you know she's boho and that's me and so it was like i it was not like i gravit i've always gravitated towards her work anyway so um for my rebranding it was to me it was a no-brainer to uh to go for her truly it was and i, I don't regret it at all she's uh been so fabulous so far so yeah I was yes, glad she was able to come on I was very inform- I think both of them were very informative. I agree. Um, and, I, and I hope that the listeners wrote down the stuff, but we, we will. Are they both going to be on in September? Well, Elaine's set to be on in the morning show, um, but Alex, uh, we didn't schedule because she's in British Columbia, so she's on the oh. she's on Pacific time. Yeah, so um, so that's why we put her on the night show. But yeah, it's, Elaine will be, but. But we'll we'll hear more from Alex. You know, like I I I'm I'm not even kidding you. I think that would be a really very cool thing if there was a big group of us that that all knew each other. Um, like I was thinking, you know, what I was thinking of is uh, is Francia. I think Francia would be really good to take her training because that's her business. I, I think it would be um, interesting, right? Just, just to learn more to, because and Francia is like a sponge anyway. She's always looking to, um, as we all should be when we're running our businesses. It's we, we, we should never feel like the ego gets in the way of saying, "Oh, I already, I, I know enough," and, um, or, "I already know how to do it that way. I want to learn a different way." How do you know that the person doesn't do it a different way? Or be intimidated the fact that they do it differently. Well, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it this way, my way. So, um, she, and Francie is such a sponge with that. She loves learning. So this might be um, a great workshop for her. Or actually, it's a training. It's not even a workshop. It's so yeah. Uh, I, I, I did. I love. She both. was the main. Yeah, she was the main person I thought of when you said we should get a tribe together, because in marketing. Things pop up, new things pop up every day. So you need to keep 
be, or or at least be aware of where to look for things and how to notice differences in other. So I think this would be great for her as well. And she loves investing into her marketing business. And she's and it, it shows she, though. Mhm. It it shows. She she does a beautiful job and um but that's again, that's that's what it's all about. You know, when we're talking, I mean, listen, this is this is word of mom radio. We're, this it, we it's mostly talking to women, uh, women and mom entrepreneurs. So we are, and a lot of times we are the, the one and only. We are the the one man, the one woman show. Um, and what we learned tonight is that we could save time, which saves money inevitably, and then we can take our money and invest it in ways that's going to bring us even more money. And that to me is a win-win. It's it's such a winning combination. And if 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 we could learn something that allows us to be with our children more, our grandchildren more, have time for ourselves, that there's no price for that, you know. And and even in investing just a little bit to learn how to do these things. Because listen, I'm telling you, I I can post and and seem like I've done a phenomenal job, but I pay attention to my numbers. I don't do the analytics that she was talking about. But I look at the numbers of, you know, because we were just talking about this. Remember, we were just looking at our numbers on the, mm-hmm. the morning show. <laughs> and we were, you know, we were like a little surprised that they were so low. And, but, you know, at the same time, we're not like picky about it. But when it comes to, when you're looking at it, though, as far as business and uh, revenue, um, you do have to know it. You have to understand it. You have to be concerned about it. I post, I have no rhyme or reason for my post. Truly, I don't. Um, I wing it half the time, which mm-hmm. is, was it you that said it the other day or no? It's like, no, oh, no, I heard it from somebody else. It's the expression's like when you throw spaghetti against the wall and you hope it sticks <laughs> and it's like, you know. But it's it's like you know, okay, so you're an artist. It's like you putting up a canvas on uh you know, on the wall to paint or on the easel to paint and you put a blindfold on and you just throw the paint at the you, you dip the paint in the paintbrush and you just and you just flick your hand to let the paint hit the canvas. You know, if you have the blindfold on, it's like how much paint is actually gonna hit the canvas? You know, where do you even hit the canvas? And that's how I am when I post. I'm like all over the place. No, no particular method. No time. I mean, it's just so sad. So I, um, and as a result, I've had not any success with it. So I had to face facts that I had to actually start um, fixing this. You know, like actually putting in uh, the time to correct things that I didn't like. So my my logos, my brand, and then the next phase will be once that's all in place, is to start the the other marketing, digital marketing piece. Well, um, the hashtags seem very important too because when you do hashtags, that's when all these other people you never from all parts of the world start liking your post, and so that to me, I I need to learn what are what are the the romancing hashtags that are going to lure people to my 
to my page and my business. You know, that's, um, that that was something that I got out of that. So I say, yeah, let's, let's look into the course. How much is it? Did she say? No, she didn't finish uh, putting it together. Yeah. So, but as soon as I know, I'll oh, let you know. Okay. So, okay, yeah, so we need to wrap it up in a moment. Uh, we're going to be closing out any, any uh, another minute. So uh, we want to thank our, um, our guests this evening, um, Alex Toons with Toons Creative and Elaine finally um, with, oh, my gosh, I knew I was going to do that. I totally forgot the name of the company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Revolution Financial Management. Um, thank you so much for both of them coming on tonight and talking about time and money. And uh, and I guess that's it, Gladiator Guru. So one month, another month gone, and another month getting ready to come in. So I guess from the Badass Buddha, everybody have a great weekend. And remember, be you, be real, and be extraordinary. And how about you, and Gladiator from, Guru? And from, the, and from the Gladiator Guru, remember me, gente, to always breathe in all the beauty and breathe out all the bullshit. Namaste. Namaste, everyone, and thanks for coming on. Viva Moms Out. When I know, okay. Word of Mom Radio. She is sure. She is strong. She is true. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. She is sure. She is strong. for two.